Well, let me start. We might get to some flood talk. We're sponsored by Poise. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You're getting Poise ads? Oh, my God. I was listening to a podcast the other day. You're getting Poise ads, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to the Zach Lowe podcast, which is a basketball podcast, and the first ad that came on, I was in the car by myself, thank God, because the, the ad came on for Poise, yeah. and I, I literally said, just put on a pair of poise. That's fucking weird yeah. to myself in the car. Hang on, though. Mm-hmm. What platform were you listening to that podcast on? Spotify. Okay. So they've got all your info. Yeah. Yeah. So they can target ads. Yeah, but why poise? Yeah. Because he's an old man listening to old basketball <laughs> stuff. Oh, look, all the sports bet stuff, that's fine. I completely understand that. That's that's heavily targeted, but like the poise ads, like what yeah. the hell? I would much rather get poise ads than those fucking annoying sports bet ads, though. Oh, poise, sh- for yeah. poise for the boys. Poise for the boys. Poise for the boys. May I ask, was the ad male themed? No, no, no. It was female. Right. Yeah. Fe- well, that's was- even odder. Yes. Yeah. Girls' poise. Wasn't. Who got a runny dick? You get boys under while you're watching your basketball and betting with sports bet. That's right. How long have you been doing those sports bet ads? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you dribbling was? while you're watching ah, dribbling? That's a dead horse. <laughs> Don't watch the front. Oh no, double dribble. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, hello, and welcome to Dad Pants. This is the podcast that used to be about old dads helping a new dad in his new dad life and has now descended into toilet habits and we go trying to find a waterfall. So I don't know, at some point soon we'll get back on track with some dad gear, hopefully, and dad gear of the helpful variety because we did used to give out some good advice at one point, I reckon. What about, I think next year, if we continue to decide to do episodes next year, we should have some themed episodes, you know, some actual themed episodes around dad topics and, and helpful advice. Does that appeal to any of you guys? I'm feeling appealed to. Okay. I'm that's feeling ben. listened to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling listened to. I'm feeling that's Matt. That. That's hey, Matt. Um, hey. Giving his opinion there. <laughs> Let's have a third guy. Who's the third guy? Yeah, mate. Sorry. That, yeah, that, that's, that's Rich, who hasn't given an yeah. opinion, but no, I'll assume he doesn't care. have one. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with toilet talk, but, you know. Well, I think we're all happy with toilet talk, aren't we? Like that's... Well, let, let's, you know, I think the listeners have decided by their absence. <laughs> but, well, yeah, we will promise. We promise to get this back on track at some point. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to talk about some things right now. Let's get some dad stuff out of the way. First of all, it's November in Australia. That means that it's nearly summer. But we've had some pretty regular updates from Matt living in Canberra, in our nation's capital, about some fucking awful feels like figures. So it feels like being, of course, when the weather app tells you the temperature and then what it actually feels like temperature-wise. Matt, what's going on, mate? Oh, some wintry, wintry blasts. We've had at least two days in November. 
I think was one of them was last week, where I think it, the temperature, the apparent temperature was 12 and the feels like was one at one point. That was the middle, that was the warmest it got all day. And when I woke up the next morning, I think the, the feels like temperature was minus five. See, and that's, that's just, just not that 10 days happen. before summer. No, it doesn't happen in November here. No, no. Snow, they got snow up on the mountains surrounding Canberra. Was it a good way to get some dad chat going, though, with fellow Canberrans? Well, when, it, when it's that, it's not, we don't exclude when it comes to the feels like oh, temperature. That's, it goes that's everyone. everyone. Everyone wants to talk about it. How yeah. cold is it? It's November, <laughs> nearly summer. It's the end of spring. What's going on? Why that's is there the, so much sleet? Yeah, why we got sleet? I think yeah, first week in November it's sleeted. Yeah, so we've had a couple of days where it was uh, a couple of days uh, where it was like we're <laughs> pushing like zero. For right. Feels like sorry about that. Well, that was ah. awesome. <laughs> Unexpected. I know, right, and welcome. I also had a chance to stop myself. <laughs> I in my brain I went three times. Say it, don't say it, say it, don't say it. <laughs> Yeah. And out of the it's, four of us, you would have been the longest odds to have made that joke. Absolutely. I yeah, I reckon too. Well, now that we're here, this is Dad Podcast, may as well list off all your daughters. <laughs> I'm not doing that because I'll okay. leave one of them out and I don't yeah. want to upset them. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> all right. Um, that's baffling to Canadian listeners, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> the Danish listeners, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. I'm going to Danes after... Thursday morning. Oh, oh yeah, Danish. the World Cup, World Cup. We had a bit of a Danish following there. No, I don't know. Hello to any Danes out there, but yeah, you know what? We we respect you and we love you. Yeah, uh, the brother yeah. brotherhood, uh, the uh, familyhood of sport, and but, that's why we're not going to. We, we don't want you to win. That's why we're not mm-hmm. going to beat you. We'll just draw with you. We're happy with that. Yeah, if you can just draw with us, we can all hold hands and yeah, just have a friendly. Just yeah. be friendly. Are we allowed to talk about the World Cup? Is this an okay segue? For sure. I was I was about to have a crack at Matt, so that that can oh, wait. Well, we'll get sorry. into World Cup. No, no, don't be sorry. That can wait. That's a sizzle for for everybody. Me having right. a crack at Matt. He's going to have a crack. All right, I'm prepared. Can that be a new segment? <laughs> a crack at Matt. Crack at Matt. Does everyone like, like crack a fat? Crack at Matt. Crack a fatty. Crack a Matty. A list of things that we've always been annoyed about. Is that what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting close to Festivus. So. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to say about the World Cup? Oh, just how exciting is it? It's just one of those Love things it. that Love I think it. this has been probably the lowest key build up to World Cup. It's been a mm. bit, you know, politically charged. And are you going to watch it? Is, it? is it worth watching? But it's just the World Cup. It's amazing. It's such, it is the greatest sporting event in the world. And, there's and so we much can share the joint with Canadians too because yeah. they're in there. Yeah. Well, they were holding, holding <laughs> their own a bit, like the Qataris. They can play. They get to play one more game. Good on them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Well, they I got agree. the Qataris to come last. So yeah, we got all good. Yeah, it's, it's just. I just think it's it's probably one of the. It's a very unifying dad moment, the World Cup, and so it's been thoroughly enjoyable. And uh, regardless of what happens by the end of this week with all of the end of the group rounds, it's yeah. Let's just hope that Cristiano Ronaldo. Falls on his ass and fails miserably. That's the only thing I can really hope for. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Might happen next week. That might happen. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it is a dad. It is a dad moment. I was talking to Violet today, and she was saying 
you know, I, I she's like, everyone's all the people at school talking about the World Cup. I'm like, yeah, how good is it? I said, I'll, I'll be up getting up Thursday morning at 2 a.m. Mm. to watch Australia play Denmark. And she was like, what? I said, yep. She's like, why would Can you I do ask that? You about I said, that? I'll, I'll, be, I'll be texting people. I'll be messaging people, yeah, right, right, watching okay. along, and they'll all be up. She was like, whoa. And what do you do? Do you just stay up then? Like, uh, no, I'll go back to bed mm. for a couple of hours. But it was just lost on her that <laughs> it was that important. Yeah. <clears throat> I am tossing up whether just to watch it when I get up and just not look at my phone until the end. It's probably a smart way to do it. Ooh. Yeah, but that feels a bit passionless, really. It's, just, it's tough too. Like that, that it's so easy to just go, what was the score? Mm. And then oh, Australia won 2-1 and we scored in the 89th minute and then you have that disappointment of like, oh, geez, I should have just watched it. Well, I'm, but, yeah, I'm a dumbass because rugby league, World Cup, oh, that's what I did. I, I said I'll get up and watch it after. And what's the first thing my... Muscle memory does yeah. work your phone open, and the Whoa. first thing I see is the score. And well, Shit. that's fucked, you fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, and t- 2 a.m. is probably like, is that the worst time for to get yeah. up? You can't, it's that's no man's land. Yeah, yeah, it's if we go, the worst. Well, I suppose there will be no extra time. So that's if it was a some type of quarterfinal. Yeah, scenario. Then that would be definitely the most horrible time because if we but hang on time the, and penalties, then you're up, and then you've been we're up. Still going to be finishing at four thirty. Like it's yeah, still, be, I'm it's not still be late. Right? I'll be I'll be yeah. just starting to do some work at four thirty and kicking on. Yeah. Like I'll and, try and yeah. try and get to bed a bit earlier and get a few hours in, and then mm. there's no way I'm going back to sleep at four thirty. And injury time in this World Cup goes for a bloody oh. fifteen minutes anyway. So it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, well, look, there you go. Yeah, Aussies, you go. we're all well, we're all we're all into it. I don't think anyone expected to have much of a hope, but we're we've oh, found hope. Our hopes we are terrible. There's no doubt about it. We are a terrible team, and if we make it, it's a yeah. If we make the next round and we play it's whoever, more embarrassing. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I think playing the Archies in the next round. Well, oh, oh. We may we may spin a, po- a sport podcast off from this podcast, and it will just be more of we go going. Oh. Um, oh. It's ninety seconds of me going. Oh. Yeah, I, I think we can all unify in our uh, distaste of Harry Cool's commentary too. That's pretty much <laughs> yeah. Yeah. where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, crack a mat time. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Now, Matt has a podcast called The Chattering Classes, which some of you may know, some of you may not. And very recently, the other three of us, Ben, Rich, myself, were all guests on a big two-part special, which was largely centred around stories of me being a fucking idiot, strangely (laughs) enough. Yeah, toilet-based again. Yeah. But the theme was change and changes in our lives, who's changed the most, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and a question Matt asked me about change was about how I dealt with being made redundant from my employer almost a year ago. Great. Yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. But thanks. I'm going to put it back on him that it's his fault that I actually got dumped from my job in the very same week that he asked me that we recorded that podcast. So, yeah, a year later, I was in the same situation again, and I choose to blame you for for 
reminding the universe of my unemployability. Oh. So, uh, no. But, you know, I just <laughs> I, the, the timing was very amusing. It was pretty much because I think we recorded that on a Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I got the call Monday morning <laughs> that uh, I no longer had a job. So, um, yeah. Well, I needed, I needed more content, clearly. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you want to do a follow-up episode of how did it feel this time around, we'll, yeah. we can get into that. How does it can, feel getting your job back? Yeah, mate, yeah. Can I work <laughs> it the other way around? You know, I mean, like, how does it, how does it feel to, to make so much money so quickly? Maddie and the, the Magic Podcast. <laughs> it's hopefully just not just all negative. Hopefully there's, I, I can, you know, yeah. manipulate positives. So there you are, uh, um, Redundo Dad again. So, yeah, that's me. But I do have a couple of prospects, a couple of interviews this week, so I'm happy about that. All right. Well, I'll put the karma out. Are you going to start, like? start up a gazebo building company called Redundo Dad? Redundo Dad. <laughs> Redundo Redundos. Um, no, I'm actually doing some freelance work, which I didn't expect to be doing currently, but I'm happy to do it until I work out what I'm doing next. So, phew. Uh, or your business. Uh, you've been thinking about starting an audio channel or a podcast? Hit me up. I'll help you out. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's my Cracker Matt. That's pretty much it. All right. Um, who's next on Cracker Matt? Who's doing who's, next? Well, I'll do one a week. It's going to be one a week. I've got a follow-up, actually. So I think you actually, I should say stop here. Press stop on the podcast here. Go and listen to those Chattering Classes episodes <laughs> yeah. and then come back and listen to this because I've got follow-ups to a different podcast. <laughs> and so do you, Matt, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. That's right. so, so you really do need to go and listen to those before before any of this next bit will make sense. But, Matt, you want you want to ask a question about something that was raised in that podcast. I was going to ask a question too, so you you go first. Buddy. Oh, no, my question was about last week's podcast that you did with Wigo. Oh, apologies. Okay, all right. Well, maybe maybe I'll ask mine first since we're just yes. talking about. Yeah, okay. So, so something, Wigo, that you brought up in that podcast, Chattering Classes, was... It's, crazy idea about filling in your pool this absolutely like we know you've got a love-hate relationship with cleaning your pool you uh resent the fact that you have to do it but it's also an enjoyable break from everyone's bullshit um so what what why have you come to this point where you're thinking of filling the fucker in I think it's getting to the point where I know that there are portions of it that are going to need some sort of repair. Mm-hmm. And the cost versus uh, enjoyment cost scale analysis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is um is really it's sort of it's rearing its ugly head. And so I just sort of threw out a few different ideas and you'll be pleased to know, gentlemen, that the pool is blue and has now been used four times in the last week. Right. Um, and so for this summer, at least, the pool will remain a pool. Mm. But release. I do have, I haven't, I've got something to tell you guys. Oh. I feel like I don't care about my lawn anymore. Oh, 
So it's gone from filling in the pool to just being to have my lawn to not caring about the lawn. Just not not caring about the lawn. Hang on. What's the matter I, with I the lawn? How, how is this connected? Well, is it time to crack a ban? <laughs> I've got something I need to complain about. You not caring about your lawn. <laughs> so to give you a little bit of lawn, little little bit of lawn backstory. We know it's summer in our street because the internet line goes brown, right? So where they dug the oh. the fibre line into like down the street, right? The soil that they put in that patch and the grass that they put in there. <laughs> dies as soon as it gets warmer, right? So there is this line that goes all the way from the bottom of the street all the way up, basically a metre away from the curb. So there's, it's like there's a border that's been r- driven all the way up the street. Huh. Like someone's got a poison. Someone's got poison it, and just... This sounds like a, like a magic realism story or something like right? that. <laughs> and so the lawn at certain stages in summer just doesn't look real great. And it's like, what am I doing? Like I just have that that existential question of why am I doing this? So your justification is you got one brown strip. So you're that's your you're looking for any excuse to give up on all the rest because you've got this forced here's an episode title. You got this forced brown strip. Um (laughs) so it's your that's your way of saying, well, who cares about the rest then? If I have to have this strip, then the rest of it may as well die. When I want it to die, I just don't want to be so overwhelmed with lawn thought that every that every time I look at it, I'm like, "Well, that's wrong. Oh, that's wrong. Oh, that looks good." And I get I get 15 minutes of, "Oh, my lawn looks good," and then the next day it's like, "Oh, it's bloody shit again." What the, what's going to happen if you fill in your pool? There's going to be more lawn. More to lawn. About. That's right. Right. So, what are you suggesting? Like plunge pools everywhere? Is that what's happening? Yeah, the opposite. More lawn <laughs> equals forlorn. Yes. He's getting yeah. He's getting a forced moat. That's what it's more lawn forlorn. If that's not the title, <laughs> then I don't know what is. Ingram trampolines just all the way around instead of the moat. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, look, these are look. I suppose these are just ramblings of a broken man at the moment. In the fact that I didn't really know. This is the COVID. Some other stuff. This yeah, is the right. COVID talking. Yeah, you're, you've got that's a fever. Right. You've got a late late yeah. stage fever. And Ben that's has right. COVID. Yeah, um, delirious. Yeah, <laughs> but also like there's a cost attached to filling in a pool. And are you going to be out there like watching your kids, making sure they're running over that bit of yard enough to justify the cost? Yeah. Like, are you are you using this for fun enough? Also, you filler. You can get filler for nothing. People are looking to put stuff places. People look at dumb stuff anyway. That's right. People are looking People to put are stuff looking anyway. to put stuff in places all the time. That's right. They <laughs> what are you going to do? Put it. Put a post out on the Central Coast Facebook group. That we're going to dump <laughs> looking shit. For, looking for filler. Yeah. We're, we're covering this over on the first. Yep. If you want to throw something in before then, go, go to it. town. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I am. I look. Not this summer. Not this summer. Yeah. This summer. But I just felt like I needed to tell you guys that these were the sorts of things that I've been thinking. I needed to I need to be talked around. I need Well, my, don't you feel my, any dad shame? Well, I did. And that's why I brought it up, right? So yeah. I just wanted to talk it through before I made a rash decision and filled in my pool and yeah. killed on my lawn. Yeah. On purpose. Rather Rich, than accidentally. Rich, what do you think of this? 
I think that my thoughts have well and truly been voiced on the matter over in the previous podcast that, you know, I think that while the children are there, while they're enjoying it and they're getting anything out of it, I think you'd be nuts to, to fill it in. I think it's one of those things that is, I would personally love to have a pool. I think it's a sign of a very happy family to have a pool in the backyard. And Ben, you've told us about your happy interactions with the pool people who are testing your water. You you go in there, it's a nice ceremony, you have a chat. You wouldn't want to lose all that. Yeah, you're right. And this is why I come to you guys. Is this C? Is it I just don't know. I just can't I can't fathom not wanting a pool. Like I can understand where you're coming from, where you don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's just it's a pool. It's, it's a pool. It's like the ultimate as growing up as a kid, the ultimate status symbol having a yeah, pool. Yeah, it was. That's true. Yeah, you go to we that. Didn't. Well, see, we're going to have plenty of parties, plenty of pool parties. Yeah. yeah. Kids are getting to that age where that, well, that is it. a much like, more social. Seven, you've got at least another 10 years worth of pool parties there. Yeah. At least. It's a lot of work. It is, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, you've got to remember. Say, I don't have to look after it. This is the thing. I've never, I've never experienced looking after a pool, and maybe it is as onerous as you're making it sound about it, and maybe that's you got to do what's best for you, my friend. I think I'm overselling the onerousness. Yeah. But, at, look, at some stage in the next 12 months, I feel like I'm going to be up for a new cleaner and a new filter. Right. I've got a question for everyone. I've never asked this question before, and I'd be interested to hear what your take is. You're a stats man, Wiggins. Having a pool makes your children what percentage more popular? Like 11%? Is oh. it is it more than that? So I think as as the age goes up, yep. As do, so so does the percentage of popularity, right? Yeah. But then it literally just drops off a cliff. Like at, at some stage, what at, age? I think <laughs> I think the pool portion of the popularity statistic, yeah, just completely dies at mm. age eighteen. I don't know, yeah. Wiggins. I reckon I like you about eleven percent more than I would if you didn't have a pool. <laughs> I, what I would say is, but I'm immature. <laughs> what I would say is, there's probably a period where it's naff. So you get maybe to sixteen, and then there's a couple of years where it's naff, and then when you're kind of really getting into your drinking years, yeah, then right. it's good again. Yeah, no, that's probably true. Look. Matthew, I what remember. Say, it's that thing, when you talk about popularity, you sit there and you go, if you say, look, go to Rich's house, he hasn't got a pool, he's got a trampoline, or go to Wynn's house, he's got a, he's got a pool. Yeah. I know where I'm going to go, mate. Like, yeah. you know, from I know a, where I'm headed. Who's going to have the party house? Maybe that's well, not what you want. Maybe you're, maybe you're looking to de-socialise. Yeah, there's more than one season in a year, though. More than one season in a year, Rich. People, people are happy to go to your place in winter and tramp on. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we might leave the maybe we circle back bizarre. in late December, see how the pool's going. <laughs> circle back in March, thanks very much, and see whether you're starting to dump shit in there. <laughs> um, put a sign out the front, yeah. Start um, up a start up a, an admission fee for each time, like a, a virtual admission for each mm-hmm. time the kids and their friends go in the pool. So, charge kids my trades and then charge the other <laughs> members of the neighborhood. Nominal fees, virtual nominal fees, like not actual, and then just tally up how much 
the actual financial, the fiscal enjoyment of the pool was. So say, what do you charge? Five bucks, four bucks to get into the local pools these days? Yep. So each time they go in, that's four bucks. Yeah. Five times three. And then if their friends come to, add that on there and tally it up at the end of the summer and see how much you've paid. And but hang on, does Wigo have to start Wigo. selling Buffalo Bills by the side and cobbers? Yeah, those pissy ice drinks with like syrup in them. Yeah. Sunny boys. Sunny <laughs> boys by the pool. Can they get a season pass? It's like a. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Nah, but then you're losing your data. It's about data, Wigan. <laughs> yeah, it's about data. Oh, hang on. Uh, then right. Let's get some slides going to yeah. attract more people. <laughs> that's right. And Linz, it's got to be in the. Uh, in the kitchen cooking dirt, the dirtiest chips you've ever eaten. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Same and, oil all summer. That's that's all you're doing. And <laughs> well, see, that's the thing though. That the issue is going to be is that everyone's going to show up at half past five because they know that the pies are going cheap. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right there. Closing up cheap pies. <laughs> you, could, you could maybe do some sort of chore trade off with your children in that. You say to them, because you want this ball and you're enjoying it, I have to stand out here every week and clean it. So I do this and you have to do X chore. Hobbs is surely leaf on leaf patrol. Oh, it's, this is, so he, here we are, right? Like this is the point of do I leave someone <laughs> in charge of a job that I know is probably not going to get done correctly. All right. This that, feels like the point where I've got four other topics here on my list yeah, and they could so all we're gonna... be thrown out. They could all be thrown out because now we're getting into territory of um, d- d- dad's not being happy with the level of uh, effort being put in by kids. Yeah. yeah. All right. So just, we'll stop. Just clamp that and we'll go to the next topic because that needs to be its own. It needs to be its own podcast, I feel. All right, yeah. dad, perf- dad perfectionism. Yeah. 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 Or, or you know, at what point is it the job not being done well or the job just not being done in the specific way you would do it? Yeah, that's definite. There is. Or, I spe- we- or, or is it giving the, giving the child the chance to do the job and then assisting them? To fix what they've what they haven't done correctly, but mm. then you have to deal with the fact that they're bitching and moaning yeah. and the fact that they thought they'd finished, but now yeah. they actually and, have to come along and actually do the job properly. And it sounds like a lot of effort. But maybe um, maybe this is us workshopping here. Maybe this is us in a roundabout way finding actual good topics to do at another time. <laughs> um, Matt, you let's ask you a question. You had a question about was it about the uh, episode where it was just me and Ben? Yeah, it was the episode that where it was you and Wigo. Wigo's disappeared, so that'll help. Yeah, good. All right. Well, just ask me, I guess. <laughs> so I was, to clean his lawn. I was listening clean his to, the, to the two of you talk about uh, your kids not making an effort at school or um, not listening to the advice you had about, like, further education or Hang putting on. it. Is this a useful parenting question? Yeah, no, I, I, we're, I'm happy to divert from it, go back to Wiggins's <laughs> lawn malaise, but um, <laughs> that just depends. Well, let's give it a shot. See what happens. Well, I just wanted to offer some advice, uh, oh, great. which yeah, is yeah. which was offered to me in the past when I was complaining about, you know, 
stuff that when you're offering advice to students, which are, you know, often do is like, this is this the kind of behavior. And one of the best bits of advice for parenting or also teaching that I got was a lot of times when you see your kids making the same mistakes that you made, you want to correct it. But for them, they don't give a shit about your mistakes. Like they they have to own their own mistakes. Mm-hmm. So they're not reliving your life. That's not how they see it. So they're never going to come around and go, yeah, I will listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. They, they have to make their mistakes themselves. I, I remember... So the only way that that would work is if they saw themselves on an identical path to you. Is that what you mean? Yeah, and I think they just push back on the the idea that if you're like, as soon as you say, well, this is what I did and you shouldn't do that, as soon as you do that or say that to them, they're kind of like that's a big disconnect to them because they don't ever see you as a student. That makes no sense to them. So you might as well be saying yeah, they don't see you ever as being a student. You're just their parent. And I don't know, I remember a year 10 student once I was saying, like, when you get into year 11 and 12, these are the mistakes to avoid. And I had this very bright year 10 student that was just said, nah, I, I, I want to make mistakes. Like, they'll be my mistakes to make. So mm. why would you just go about your life not making any mistakes? And I was like, huh. That's a pretty good point. Don't really have a comeback to that. But I, I've seen like the discussion that you and Wigo had. I've seen my brother, my oldest brother, have the same problem with his eldest sort of drifting along the same way he did. But he didn't sort of kick in the gear. My older brother didn't really kick in the gear until he was like 25, 26, where he was like, right, I got to get my shit together. But I see him talking to his son as if that didn't happen to him. Like right. as if you know he's he didn't eventually get there, so that's that's just something to avoid. I think. So are say. you saying? Are you saying that you might be giving your children the impression that you don't have any faith in them? Yeah, I I just think it's kind of like, uh, I think it's just not going to work. I think that's the basic yeah. the basic well, thing. Right. They're not going to see your point of view ever. I think yeah, the, the point of the disconnect is really is really good is the fact that they see you as something completely different yeah to a yeah to a person that was 13 or 14 or when you say to them like oh this is these are the mistakes i made and i wish i did things differently then that kind of might imply to them they might look at you and go but aren't you like happy with your life mm. you know didn't didn't it work out it seems pretty good you you know this isn't this what you wanted so th- that's what I mean by that disconnect. They can't see like steps to a different life because yes. they're just going, oh, this is my life. And especially at that age, they're just, it's all about them. I, I find it difficult to explain to my kids that certain elements of where I've got to now is luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so, absolutely. So, you know, yeah, I, there were multiple things I could have done differently, but I consider myself having ended up in a pretty privileged position. Yeah. So, but do you exactly, you yourself to live a life of regret, I suppose, it comes down to. 
And I think that you like for my for all the mistakes as you, you've kind of touched on you, that you've made, you don't kind of look back on it with any real regret. You've learned from all of those mistakes, and luck plays a part, absolutely, and privilege plays a part. But at the same time, you know, the privilege that we have is kind of almost institutionalized anyway, like just by virtue of being born in this country and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff going on there that we can't, is out of our control and it'll be thrown up to us. And we, we, we dealt a really good hand. So basically yeah. we're on a, we've got a good, we've got a good, we're on a good path. Yeah, absolutely. Any regret is around unnecessary angst. Right. Pause to myself. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and you yeah. want to limit that. You want to limit that in your kid, but they're never going to see that. Then you know, my this this conversation means that my parents want me to have limited angst. I talk to Year Twelves about this every year about the the problem they have with their parents and with teachers is that, for our point of view, the less stress you can have as a parent is for your child to lead a pretty straightforward, boring life. Right to do well at school, study well, get a good job, find someone, settle down, have a family. Right, that would give the, as a parent give you the less least amount of stress. Mm. But that's not any of the lives that anyone lives. No, and no one ever seems to regret that. But we, as when you become a parent, you're just like, oh, I'm I have more anxiety for this person than I ever had for myself. So in around. Well, not even in a roundabout way. What you're saying is that a lot of that is about the parents saving themselves some stress. Yes, absolutely. Rather than, rather than um, trying to save the kid from making bad decisions or stress or angst on their part. Because what you can see is, like, if you do, if you follow these steps, you study well and you you get into a good university, whatever, and you get a good degree and you get a good job, then that's a lot of angst taken out of. Mm. their life but yes. it's not really it's out of your life it's sort of like well that's like you're setting yourself it's up putting the responsibility back onto them yeah it's like you're not gonna you're no longer a burden to me because you can support yourself <laughs> that's right exactly like yes and then i will i will not be so worried about you mm. i'd rather not be i don't i don't know that's what i think a lot of the the angst that teenagers have about their parents is they don't know the they don't know what they want to do with their lives but their parents are like no, no, it's straightforward, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't well, know I reckon I think uh, as pertains specifically to my situation, which was that my son was making out that he didn't feel he had to try hard because he wanted to do a kind of manual job. Yeah. Was that, you know, I remember being his age and thinking that I knew. Yeah what I would be doing at that. That's age. right. hundred percent. And did and you listen to any adults who ever gave you advice of that you don't know what you're talking about? And no, but I don't think anyone ever told me that, hey, dumbass, you haven't experienced enough. You don't know enough. And you're like a volatile teenager and you'll change your mind 20 times in the next three years. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's more about just explaining that there's actually no reason to limit your opportunity, even if at this point you don't think that you're going to use them. Yeah. It's actually no loss to to keep your opportunities open. 
I guess. Yeah. I mean, everything you said, in the same way everything you and Wigo said in that conversation was true. Mm. But but not to them. <laughs> it's not, not true to them. They just go, nah. Nah. I I I've, I think I've got it sorted. Then that's the problem. And then well, in think... like and then in a few years' time it'll flip and they'll yeah. be completely uncertain about everything. And you'll say to them, it'll be fine. You'll work it out. And yeah. that's what we do. My, I think my main problem is that I don't felt I ever had anyone to tell me things I needed to hear. Right. And so maybe I overcompensate in that area now for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm fairly certain that even if I did have someone who told me what I wanted to hear, I wouldn't have given much of a fuck. <laughs> That's probably right. So, how, about, how about you, Wigger? Well, I had. I was just thinking about this then. While you guys were talking, I was thinking about what my experience was through that period of time in high school. And my parents separated when I was quite young. And so I had two, two completely different ends of the spectrum. So I would have mum at home who was not driving me to be some sort of scholarly student or anything like that, but was supporting me to to at least do my work. Yeah. Um, but I also had a stepdad that was pretty tough mm. and would would just push and push and push and push and push and push. And then I'd go out to dad's and it was like there was no parenting. Right. So it was a completely there was there was too much advice and then no advice. <laughs> right. And it was really it was just odd. You know, and I just kind of, in the end, I just smoked heaps of weed and didn't really do much work and ended up working in retail. But anyway, that's, you know, that's a completely different story. I, I too, have a good life. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten to this point now and I feel very privileged to where to be where I am and I complain about this, that, and the other, but it's all very, <laughs> it's very benign. First world, very yeah. much first oh, world. My life is so hard. I have pulled. Exactly. Oh. That's right. I've the lawn, lawn in a pool. The lawn's oh, not perfect. God. Uh, yeah. oh, I've got a brown strip. Bloody in my hell. Lawn. Brown strip. Yeah. yeah fourth brown pool. strip. I've got those oh. brown strip blues. But <laughs> <laughs> my experience was a bit, I suppose, uh, d- different to that in the fact that I had someone that was really pushing me to the brink of frustration that wasn't actually my parent. And in some areas, it actually worked really well. Like in sport, it actually worked really well. I, when I got pushed and pushed and pushed, I actually did quite well. But in schoolwork, I didn't. It yeah. didn't click for me. And so one yeah, one side was really, really, well, not structured, but definitely support was there and I was being pushed and pushed and pushed. And the other side was like, eh, whatever. I think on the on in the spirit of collecting good topics to do properly another time, I think I'd like to talk to you, Wigo, about the experience of having a stepfather. Yeah. Mm. And because I am one. Yep. Right. And so it's I it's always a constant battle to know where to pitch the parenting. Um, yeah. Because uh, we have that similar situation where the dad's not doing any parenting. Right. Yeah. So my eternal question is always, all right, 
So do I compensate for that? Or am I not in a position to because of the fact that I'm a step-parent, so I shouldn't really be trying to, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think that would be an interesting thing to talk about. Absolutely. I'm more than happy to talk about that. I've, yeah. I haven't talked about it enough, to be perfectly honest. Well, um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Maybe um, you could maybe you it, could you could say that to your stepson. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Say what? No, all where, the stuff where should before. I pitch? Yeah, like where I'm not sure how to do this, you know? Yeah. I don't know, you know, I don't know. I I I mean I might be completely off, but like I don't know. He, yeah, he's also he's not gonna, He's, he's not going to have an answer kid. for you. He is a smart kid, but at least it gives him something to think about, right? Yeah, like he's, he's not going. He won't. He might have an answer. And if he's like a classic surly, you know, fourteen, fifteen-year-old, how is like, that fringe going? He might say, "This is your problem. This is what. I, what do I care? What do you ask me for? You're a stepdad. Sort your shit out." Yeah, Upland. <laughs> well, yeah, but, oh, the, but the most, but the most obvious his... answer would be, "Don't tell me to do nothing." Yeah, I mean that might be that might be what he says. But I guarantee you he will think on it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he'll give you that answer. He'll give you that answer straight off the bat because that's like the that's the first answer that comes to mind for a 14-year-old. Yeah. Just don't tell me. Don't don't make me do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So you've started the conversation, right? Mm. But this is also I won't start start the conversation by mocking him like that. So what what did you say, Ellis? Is there a degree of generational parenting in there? Like I think about like our parents were the the boomer generation. They were very much a result of post-World War One or post-World War Two, sorry, to a certain degree, um, I suppose, strict-ish parenting. Children were seen and not heard. And then our generation was, to a certain degree, I suppose, we were left to our devices a lot more. And yeah, now there's know. kind I... of a bit of a backlash around that again. Like it's kind of come around to like there's almost a level of parents wanting to support their kids as much as possible, but also there's a, there's a, a lot of parents seem to want to be friends with their kids. And yeah. I don't know that that's the answer either. Like, you know, this, it, it, I just mean that like from a, from a, that historical perspective, like looking at it, there is kind of very different trends in parenting yeah. how that's mm. worked out. It changes because well, I'm like I'm now really good friends with my with my eldest, but also I didn't have to. I can see where my dad made mistakes because yeah. I think I made the same mistakes because I didn't have to parent a lot with her, where I've had to parent a lot differently right, with right, the three right. kids that I've got in the house with me now. It's yeah. different being the weekend dad to being the exactly. Did you ever? Yeah. Did you ever? ask him about that or talk to your dad about that, about the fact that you both found yourself in a similar situation? And Great question, Buckland. <laughs> and the answer is no. Right. Is that consciously you didn't want to or just didn't occur to you to do it? To be perfectly honest, I've battled with my inability to ask that question for the last 20 years. Well, Okay. Should I have asked that? I don't know. No, no, no. Like I've absolutely like it's a, f- a very fair question, and I and I, and it's true. Like I've asked myself the same question 
probably once a once a fortnight for the last 20 years and mm-hmm. for some reason I just can't get myself there's a lot of stuff that's in behind that obviously that I don't really I don't really want to open the door mm. probably had a couple of opportunities to do that but my dad's and now I think it's gone too far in that my dad's not in a great way and I right. don't want to like I don't know how much longer he's got to be right. perfectly honest and I don't necessarily want the next X amount of years to have a or to be tainted for want of a better word. Yeah, but I suppose obviously the conversation is shifting to, you know, something that is more orientated around you and how you're feeling rather than how to deal with um, weekend parenting, for want of a better term, your daughter, because Mm. that's over with, really. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I I guess the um Mate, the sorry, idea sorry. of the idea of bringing up that as a way to talk about it is is a is a bit too late, I would say. Mm. What if we go? You talked about like this kind of stuff to your daughter. Like this yeah, is could... this is how I feel about like having step parents and things like that. And then talking to her about it because you you two have a way more open relationship to do that, and maybe mm. that'll give you some kind of insight that way. Oh, Matt, you're always wanting us to talk to our kids like freaking <laughs> like they're adults or something. Well, like she's the only one that is an adult. She like, is literally she is, an adult. She is yeah. the only one who is yeah. an adult that you could talk to in that way. You and your buddy. Hey, she's coming down next would, week, you, so I'll be would, able to. You and your theories about treating them with intellectual respect. Well, can I? I mean, can we put a hand, a hard handbrake on this seriousness? Yes. And can I tell you a story that I like to call the silent cake? <laughs> well, yeah, yes, but uh, before you do, I'm going to sizzle. Um, <laughs> I'll just sizzle uh, very quickly that we got some Ellis content coming up. Ellis, um, Ellis content. I'd like to ask him about his new car, new car Ellis. Oh, um, new car dad pants. Yeah. Oh. And um, oh, I should have looked this up earlier, which commandment it was, but um, oh. we got some dad uh, a dad commandment callback of a car not being a TARDIS. <laughs> um, so there's some sizzle. Yeah, plenty Will of sizzle. We, I think this, this it's two-part sizzle. Number one. That's the content that's coming. Number two, will we get to it? Who knows? <laughs> Where's the mystery? We need to do an end of year podcast where we go through all the content that we didn't get through. No. Yeah, you know what it'll be though. Buckland will say, "I've got content written down here. This one's called an angry shoe," and you'll be like, "I don't know what that was. Right, well, well, <laughs> I forgot." All right, moving on. The quiet cake. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, silent cake. I'll just say this is cake. this is. My my daughter turning 14 uh, a few weeks ago. And we had a lovely day. Lots of uh, one of the best things about your child turning 14 is you don't even have to go to the birthday party. Now, that's that was that's the next step. You can just drop her off. She wanted to go bowling with friends. You drop her off at her own party. You go in there and you pay. What are you what are you getting? You pay. You do it online. Walk them in, go, here's this, where's the lane over there? All right, I'll see you in two hours, and then you leave. Now, that's pretty good. That's a dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
We had a lovely day. She got a mini Polaroid camera that she'd asked for. That was one of her gifts. Um, We'd had, yes, her friends had come over, lots of eating. We had breakfast for dinner, which was her selection, you know, bacon and egg, hash brown rolls. You got to love that. Uh, And then Juz had, as she always does, Barbecue sauce? Barbecue sauce, yeah. Great. Um, With a splash of um, chili, crazy chili sauce on mine. Thank you very much. Dad pants style. Yes. Um, And so Juz had made a beautiful cake, double layer Twix cake, and it was stunning. Uh, And so she said, all right, we're going to have the cake. And Violet came out and she was like, oh, my God, Mom, that's such a nice cake. That's beautiful. And then Judd said, can we please get a photo with your new Polaroid camera, just the two of us in front of the cake? And my daughter said, yeah, I don't want to waste them. (laughs) Waste the Polaroids? Yep. Oh. We're like a buck a piece. (laughs) Yeah. She's thrifty. She's very thrifty, yes. She only got like 40 40 photos or something like that. Had she been, so, had so, she been bowling at this stage? Uh, yeah, yeah, she'd done yeah, everything. So she, it was the end okay, of the day. Beautiful she, day. Right. Beautiful So what was Jazz's reaction to that? Well, that, that would be the silent part, so I imagine. we all ate birthday cake <laughs> in, silence. <laughs> in silence with the clink of the fork and the oh. side, side eyes. Like, side eyes around. Side eyes yeah. everywhere and Violet yeah. going, why is nobody talking? Yeah, oh, what's wow. going on? And then, and then, and then her, you know, of course, you know, <laughs> how oh, everyone cool. responds to guilt saying, fine, fine, then I'll get it. Let's go fine. If you want a photo, fine. If you're going to make a big deal of it, come on then. And then, yeah, it's not happening. Hello. Yep. Uh, and then I was just talking about silent cake, silent <laughs> birthday cake to Violet. Probably not Violet's birthday cake. <laughs> so, oh, poor Jazz. Yeah, poor Jazz. She, exactly she must right. have. She must have said something at some point, though. This cake's nice. It, eventually, it sort of things thawed down, thawed out, oh, and then God. Violet said, "Okay." And then they, like she said, "I'll go and get my camera." And Jazz said, "I don't really feel like smiling at the moment." Yeah. And then eventually, she took a photo with it. And, but had put her finger over the lens. So, oh, no, so it was wasted. That was wasted, yeah. So she wasted it herself. So, yeah, that's, that's silent cake. Silent that's, birthday cake. that's a beautiful metaphor in that story, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Yep. So that's what 14-year-olds do. That, that is a story to, that will get retold. Yeah. And you want to treat them with, uh, you know, on a level playing field. Just one of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just one of the, you know, however many between us we have. <laughs> the one of ten or whatever it is. Just one. All right. Well, we got we did get to it. New Car Ellis. New Car Ellis. I wanna know I wanna know about New Car Ellis. So I I ha- I'd love to know what the new car's like. It'd be fantastic. I'm not oh, allowed right. to touch it. You haven't got near it. it. I've I was allowed to go in it to pick it up, and then I was dropped off at home, and that's the extent of my... You haven't seen Tony since? Mm, pretty much. <laughs> All right, so hang on. We we had no indication new car was in your mm. horizon, and then we just saw social media pictures. 
or you know, of you, you know what is it? What kind of car? It's a um, Isuzu. Right. Okay. Isuzu sponsor of Dad Fam. <laughs> it was ordered back in January, and right. it wasn't supposed to. What? The initial. Yeah, exactly. It was initially supposed to arrive in September, and then we were told January, and then two weeks ago we were told, nope, it's actually coming in two weeks. So very excited. And, yeah, as I say, I have not experienced it very much at all. So, so this is um, yeah. it's exciting. It's exciting. So it's a, brand, it's, it's a brand spanker. It's a brand spanker. Like this is, as I say, talking about these little touchstones and stuff, this is a very big thing. I don't think... Yeah, a brand new car. Like, this is crazy. Who owns a new car? I don't think I've ever sat in a new car in my life. I don't know so, anyone who's bought one off a lot. But well, new obviously, one. It was oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> we had one airplane in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's um, incredible, isn't it? It's absolutely incredible. It is. It's a very, it's a very weird notion. I, I think that, to be honest, I think the part of the reason is that I'm too petrified to drive it. I don't want to be the one to scratch it first, and that's yeah. And um, I'm constantly because it's a diesel, so I'm constantly warning oh, her. Oh, yeah, the double check, the double check when oh, you fill it up. She was oh, I'm gonna do it because I've been driving on it all my life. I'm like, dude, it's just you know, yet this diesel something you. It has it, has it like eight places on the petrol right. when you open it up. It has a small diesel, man inside diesel, the cab diesel. going, pick up the diesel one. He pops his head out every time. <laughs> it's very nice. It's, it's, it's a very, very well-equipped car. There's a very big screen in there, I've got to say. There's dual climate zones, which is pretty exciting. Ooh. So not mm. just kind of front and back, but also side to side. Oh, so, tell me more. Yeah. So this is one of the big arguments, especially on long trips. Is she sitting there saying I'm freezing, and I'm sitting there saying I'm boil- boiling. Yeah. So now that there's like each of the driver and the passenger side spits out different temperature air, craziness. Like what a world so we live the- in. Incredible. <laughs> we'll talk we'll talk about the decision to buy such a new car because well, I, kind of, I don't think because- it's even crossed my mind to do that ever. Well, it came down to the fact that we were looking at getting a new car. Like and but it was going to cost us just as much to get one second hand. Like, yes, with all yes. of the COVID stuff going yeah, on, it COVID tax. It was literally oh. like to buy well, to buy one of the same one, a second hand one, two years old was going right. to be like sixty five, seventy grand, and that was more than it was actually just to buy one new and hang out for it to come in. So oh, really, economically, oh. that's the reason we kind of went down. That it was like, well, you know, end of the day, we've got a new car and we've got no desire to kind of get rid of it. We're obviously living bumfuck nowhere, so lots of big trips are on the card. So we do the, yeah. we've got the big twelve-hour journeys everywhere. So it, it's it's going to get some some good runs in there. Um, yeah, it just mm. kind of ended up making a bit more sense. Like you know, it's it's just one of those things we're going to we'll probably, as I say, the plan is to keep it for probably a good. 15 years and we'll see how we go from there. Like the, the engine that runs forever, that's the big thing about it. So, yeah. How odd. I never would have thought that would be the case uh, financially. Yeah, and that's a, and that was it's purely a, a, a big circumstance. Like there's no way in hell I'd ever thought I would have bought a new car. Um, mm. But as I say, to buy one two or three years old was pretty much the same price, if not a bit more. 
Mm. All right. Well, I'm going to segue into my next thing. Now, you, during the week in our group chat, you were asking Ben, who is obviously a, a retail subject matter expert, about trying to transport a TV in your car. And we've discussed cars is not a TARDIS on this before <laughs> and ridiculousness of people trying to fit things into their cars that just won't go. So was this you trying to fit something into this new car? No. So it was, I was going to try and fit a TV into the back of the – so I've got a Triton as well, the U. Right. But it's got a canopy, so it kind of – canopy is very handy when you go on holidays, so doing the trip over. Heaps of stuff in there, fantastic. Um, lots of long stuff, all that kind of stuff. It's all protected. Camping, fantastic. But when you're kind of wanting to transport these bulky items, it mm-hmm. does prove a bit of a hindrance. Yep. And the clearance, like I think the problem was is that like it would have, I think it would have fit in eventually, but it would have been <laughs> incredibly tight. Like but it would have been in pieces. But, 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 isn't that yeah. what everyone who's rocked up to Wigo's store uh, trying to fit something in their car, they would have all thought that at the start, surely. It will fit eventually. Yeah, did, eventually. Did, did the commandment uh, cross your mind at all? Um, well, I we actually bought a dining table as well, and we managed to <laughs> cram that in. That was literally <laughs> yep, the car was a TARDIS. So we managed to get a 140-centimetre round diameter table into the back of the, the ute with a canopy, and um, it was the tray was held up with rope. And... <laughs> and yeah, it was pretty pretty hairy, but um, we got there. It was all good. Mm. Car, here's the TARDIS. We got there. Depending on what you, what you transport. I wouldn't have done it with the TV. We got the TV delivered good. eventually. Thank you. And it oh, was dude. very, it was it was just that moment of, yeah, probably could he, you know. It's not that much off, <laughs> but it would have been madness. Madness. Yeah, look, there's been some disagreeable concepts in this episode. I'm sorry, talking about trying to cram TVs into cars and film pools in and stuff like that. So I apologize for that. Yeah. Um but I think Although the first so- thing I did this afternoon was try and fit the box into the back just to right. see if it would have just gone. Just to see I just there had to know. Go. I have to know. Science. To know. That's science right there. Yeah. Uh, Extra no. theories and no. No way. No okay. Way. <laughs> well on that note we should probably uh probably mosey. Um Getting on to Christmas. Mm. Getting on to Christmas. So we might, if we don't do another episode between now and Christmas, we'll do a Christmas episode, whether that's before or after. I can't tell you. No. Honestly, can't tell you at this stage, can I? I have a question for everyone before we move Ooh. on. Mm. Christmas related. Okay. Is the tree out? Oh. Well, can I just tell you that I've come up with our new Christmas tradition slash stipulation is that... The tree and the ham uh, come out on the same weekend. So this is now this is now the everyone's happy. So hang on, yeah. If, if everyone wants an early tree, you've got to have weeks old ham at Christmas time. No, the first oh. ham. Oh, it's the first ham. The first ham of Christmas. I was going with. The first ham is the sweetest, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. For some reason, I stupidly thought that 
you know, it would only it be one, only one, one Christmas. over a Christmas period. <laughs> what the are you first, talking about, Buckland? The first of Christmas is amazing. <laughs> so the first hand of Christmas, coming close to the Christmas tree going up, happened last weekend. Lovely. Hams well and truly been packed into everyone's winner. Oh, so that's right, my mate. that's my dad advice. But but um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are we talking butcher ham or are we we're not talking coals or woolies off the shelf shit, are we? And ham. I've got no problems with supermarket ham. <laughs> okay. But I, I, it's the same oh, stuff. Bombshell. It's very rare. <laughs> unless you're going to a very a high premium butcher. Yeah, and even yeah. then, like they're very hit and miss with their. Well, okay. at least you get consistency with supermarket ham. Good supermarket ham. Oh, all right, we're buying new cars, but we don't want to go to a butcher for our Christmas. Ham. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to work out how we're working here. Buckley, okay, right. the first ham of Christmas. Sorry, no, sorry I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to be it's a build up. a couple of hundred bucks in the hole by the end of Christmas. So. <laughs> True, it's a build up. Ham hole. I'm, I'm, he's yeah, got a ham hole. Yeah. Ham hole. <laughs> Is deep in the ham hole. Oh, That's Christmas. Deep in the ham hole. Uh, when would that be the title of the Christmas special, please? <laughs> deep in the ham hole. Our tree's going up tomorrow, okay. I believe. I think our tree's going to go up Friday. Came out of the roof today. Yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> I will wait until someone asks where it is and then I'll put it on. <laughs> I still get accused of being a Grinch. I don't know what the fuck. Seriously? You're already in oh, man. You should see you should see the festive nature of our lounge room. And I'm just still being accused of grinching it. Wow. What do you gotta do? Hey, it's they should come and the they bed. should come and spend 24 hours at my place. Then yeah. they'll know. Well, I want to know. I want to see. Like after this week, is it are you gonna just be like Running up and down the street, Merry Christmas movie old style. Me? Was, yeah. You gonna, I'll be in Melbourne. <laughs> I just mean for the rest of the season, are you going to be like, I love Christmas. There's a joy and the spring in everyone's step. Oh, everyone just seems to be enjoying themselves. It's yeah. wonderful. Oh. And, and, and you'll light. be telling the whole street to bring their hand bones over and throw them in his pool. You need <laughs> to fill it up. <laughs> the hand hole. <laughs> Fill in the hair hole. Oh dear. Uh, all right. I'd like to leave. Um, uh, yeah. Good night, Bye. everybody. Thank you. Hey, we've got some good topics to do. Um, probably next year. Who knows? Uh, at some point. We want some. That's there's there's a well there. There's a real well. Yeah. Damn well. Content um, well. Good night, everybody, and dad on. And, you know, particularly for people here, remember your dad commandments. Mm. Always remember them. This is an Angry Chimp podcast.